0: Today on The Good Word, we're giving ourselves a stern talking to and getting motivated, sort of a self-pep talk. Whether you grew up playing and loving sports or not, most of us still really like the great inspiring sports movies. The plot is usually pretty simple, but maybe that's why we like them so much. A sympathetic character is up against an insurmountable challenge, but they work and they train and somehow, against all odds, they come through. Whether it's one person, like in Rocky or The Karate Kid, or an entire team, like Remember the Titans, the underdogs commit to doing their all, and then we see an exciting and often exhausting training montage with triumphant music, and then, when all seems hopeless, they push past their weakness and they claim the victory. We like those movies because, well, that sympathetic character facing big challenges, it's us. These stories teach us that if we're willing to work, we can accomplish amazing things. They also teach us the importance of a motivational speech. Remember the scenes where a coach has just the right words or advice that convinces the character to make that final effort. Sometimes we have to give ourselves that pep talk in the coach's corner. If it helps, you can even imagine a locker room and a passionate coach. Even if your speech is as simple as, You can do it. You can do it. Keep trying it might be exactly what you need. In life, it's good to remember it's not just that we can do hard things. Sometimes we really need to do hard things. None of us are going to get through life without those trying and testing moments. But the Lord has made it possible to overcome those obstacles and the trials of this life. After facing the death of his father and dealing with the constant anger of his brothers, Nephi in the Book of Mormon finds himself despairing over the difficulty of his trials. In Second Nephi chapter 4, he gives a reason why he's able to keep going despite his doubts. In a way, he gives himself a pep talk, just like a good coach would. When I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. Oh, then, if I have seen so great things, if the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men hath visited men in so much mercy. Why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow, and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions? Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Rejoice, O my heart, and cry unto the Lord, and say, O Lord, I will praise Thee forever. Yea, my soul will rejoice in Thee, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Why should our despair or discouragement be permanent when the Lord has already performed such great miracles for us? Can our situation truly be as hopeless as it seems if one as great and powerful as God loves us and will help us grow? Can we surrender now despite all we've seen and felt and known? Of course not. There is always hope in the promises the Lord gives. We'll always have challenges and mistakes we have to overcome, but the Lord has taken this into account already. He's made it possible to make our weaknesses and our mistakes clean and to receive His strength in times of trouble. He knows we can win if we lean on Him and follow Him. He knows we will win, in a manner of speaking, because He's already seen the outcome of the game, which is why He's right here with us, cheering us on to continue. And that's the good word.